Welcome to the Heroic Minds Podcast, where we uncover the heroic stories of individuals battling through adversity and rising to the top of professional sport, business, and life. Uncovering the characteristics, the secrets, the tactics to become the hero of your own story. Because it is adversity that maximizes human potential. Welcome back to the Heroic Minds Podcast. On today's episode, we have Mike Olbinski, a internationally acclaimed filmmaker and photographer. He's a storm chaser, an Emmy winner, a published author, and at the end of the day, he's also a husband and father of three. So I decided to let's keep pushing this podcast out there in, in so many different directions. And I thought, how cool would it be to sit down with someone that goes into the storm when the rest of us are running away the other way going inside locking our doors how about those that go into the storm to get that footage and then share that with people and that's exactly what mike olbinski does he's a storm chaser so the cool thing is for mike it it was a passion he grew up with a father that shared his passion with with weather with his kids and now he's turned this passion into a life-changing career we talk storms, we talk philosophy, we talk life, we talk a bunch of different topics on this episode. We talk the process of, of how this actually works, how far, how close can you get to these storms? Are some scary stories? What has happened? Has there been any close calls? We go through all of that stuff. One of the coolest messages in this episode is that there's peace within a storm and it takes you looking at it in a different way or approaching it in a different way to truly understand that. At the same time, we open up with at the start that Many people already have an assumption that storms are scary and they're unsafe and and so we never get to know them. We never find that comfort within them. And if you take a scroll through Mike's Instagram page, that alone can change your opinion of storms, change your opinion of weather, and really show the beauty in it if we look at it in a certain way. And that's why I decided to name this episode Into the Storm. So before we get going, remember to check out, as always, truelocal.ca, T-R-U-L-O-C-A-L.ca to get high quality meat, individually packaged, locally sourced, shipped right to your doorstep in a box. Change the delivery, change your order whenever you want. It's totally customizable. No fee for canceling. Take two months off, then sign back up. It's awesome. Awesome company, truelocal.ca. Use my discount code HEROICMINDS25, all capital letters, to get $25 off a regular size box and $10 off a personal size box. All right, here we go. As a young kid, what were your interests? And then how did that all evolve into you one day realizing this is what I want to do? Um, well, I'm, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm from here. So I uh, grew up here, and as you, as everyone probably knows or thinks that Phoenix is just one big hot desert and that's it, you know, when we do have lots of different weather and stuff. But but in the summers, especially it is hot and it's um, boring and blue skies all the time. But, you know, from early July to about end of September, we have our monsoon season where we get thunderstorms that will sometimes, you know, hopefully they used to these days, not as much, but they roll into town and there's prolific lightning um, shows and there's pouring rain and dust storms and the temperature will go from 105 down to 76 like a blink of an eye after a downpour and um and so for us out here thunderstorms are just beautiful like we love them other people like if you're in seattle and it's raining people hate the rain it's boring but out here we live for rain because we're in the desert so 
so I grew up with, you know, a dad who really loved weather. And so we would sit outside during thunderstorms and watch them. And, um, and so I have, a, I have a pretty vivid memory of a lightning bolt when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know how old I was, eight or nine, but a lightning bolt striking right behind our house, like probably just a couple hundred feet away. And I was on the patio with my dad. And my, I mean, it was just, the light was so blinding. I felt like I couldn't see anything for, you know, five seconds at least. And, and that has always stuck with me. And, you know, one of the first things when I got into photography that I wanted to take pictures of was lightning. And I never made the connection that that's one of my first vivid memories of weather when I was a kid until, until later when I heard other storm chasers talking about the fact that they got into storm chasing and, and being fascinated by tornadoes because a tornado destroyed their parents' mobile home park and almost killed their entire family. And suddenly when they're in their teenagers, teenage years, they're obsessed with tornadoes. So, <laughs> so that's kind of, um, I don't know. It's kind of, I think my origin story of how much I loved it. I mean, I, and I grew up with, you know, my brother and I would go sit at the window and we're supposed to be sleeping and watch thunderstorms at night. Cause out here, the lightning is just, um, Unbelievable. One of the best places to watch lightning, I think, in the country because of our landscapes and the stuff. And we uh, we get we get great storms. So we would um, we would sit and watch them all the time. And I just grew up loving weather. And it wasn't until, you know, later in life that I started expanding that love into other things. And how did it, how did it start that there was no fear? I mean, I look back at my childhood and I wasn't necessarily fear. it didn't make me comfortable i'd say that i don't know if i feared it my my older brother at a at a very young age it was you know, thunderstorms and stuff really bothered him and i wondered how there was never a fear at first and then obviously we'll get into to that the ability of you have now today to to not or, or however you deal with that fear but i wondered why there wasn't a fear out of the gates you know i wonder about that because none of mike i have three kids that are 10 and under and none of them are afraid of storms either and I think it, I wonder how much of it might have to do with how your, your parents um, reacted around a thunderstorm, you know, because my dad took us outside and we watched it and we marveled at the beauty of them and, and they weren't the scary thing where I was like, no, I got to run inside and hide because I don't want to see the lightning and flashing. And because I know there's kids when they hear storms, they will run inside because they get scared. All three of my kids go with me storm chasing. We would if we're if we're not out and we see a lightning storm, we would go outside and watch it. None of them are afraid of storms. Although the little guy had like a brief bout last year where he's like, I don't want to go outside the car. I want to stay inside. And I'm like, I get it. OK, dude, it's it's cool. But and I don't want I don't want them to be safe, too. But uh <laughs> But I don't know. I don't. I wonder if it's kind of that you know the environment you're raised in. If you're kind of if you're if people look at storms as something scary and terrifying, then maybe that's passed on to the kids where they're kind of feeling this weird fear of it. Whereas if you're brought up in a place where people are thinking about how beautiful they are and amazing and and all that stuff, that you have a different um, reaction to them. Because I'm I'm still I'm, I mean I'm pretty afraid of lightning when it gets close. I mean I'm hiding in the car when I'm taking pictures and stuff, but but I love it and I'm not afraid, you know, afraid kind of thing. So it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And now when you, cause I've, your Instagram is absolutely outstanding and I'm going to make sure I put that in the description <laughs> of the episode because it, there is beauty to it. But before we get into that side of things, take me through what that process is like. So, and I mean, literally, so you, you check if there's a storm coming, you pull your car up at a certain distance, what is a safe distance? And then what's the, the protocol? 
man, it's just, it's such an involved, it's such a crazy process. I mean, I chase part of the year, like coming up spring, I will be I will leave Phoenix and go chase tornadoes and supercells all across the central part of the U.S. So I will be anywhere from Texas to Montana. Sometimes I almost went to Canada last year. And then I come back in the summer and chase storms in Arizona, and they're both different, like, um, beasts, you know. And so when I chase tornadoes, I'm, I'm leaving you know, a day ahead of time because I know there's going to be storms like tomorrow afternoon in West Texas. So I'm leaving now, drive all the way out to Texas, be there for tomorrow. And um, so it's mostly looking at, you know, I'm, I'm every day I'm looking at forecast models <clears throat> where um, where storms might happen, what the environment's like, what other people are saying, my friends, you know, are they are they chasing? Are we let's go chase together or whatever? And um, so you're just kind of looking ahead. I mean, a lot of it's looking ahead. People always kind of ask me, so do you wait to see if there's a storm and then go after it? I'm like, no, that's a good way to not get a good photo or not be and, and miss all the good stuff. No, you you really need to know what's going to happen beforehand. That's how. You know, I've gotten some really good. Um, I do a lot of time lapse stuff. Um, is one of my. It's kind of my main thing, even though I love photos and I take tons of photos. But uh, dust storms is one of the things that I really love time lapsing. And you really have to know that those are kind of going to happen for the most part, so they can be right there at the berth, follow them along. You, you already know that this day has a very good chance of sending a dust storm down. I don't know, west of um, west of Western Arizona, and I need to be ready to be there to capture this whole thing. So there's a so it's not as much reacting to what's happening now, but it's to predict what's going to happen so that you're in the right position to, you know, capture the best images and, um, you know, do the best job you can. So. So and so like, you know, right now, a typical, you know, spring day, like t- today, there's storms in West Texas and I wish I could be there, but I've got something I got a wedding tomorrow and I just can't go. And everyone's been sick. So but, you know, normally I would have left last night, you know, like at seven, driven all the way out to east New Mexico, West Texas, slept probably in like a rest area for like three or four hours in the back of my truck got up and just waited for storms and when they go off you you watch radar and you try to see the best the best place to be what the latest trends are what the latest models are showing and then and then chase them and then i my favorite part is i hate waiting for the storms it's the most difficult thing the the impatience of <laughs> waiting for storms to finally fire and and then, but once they do and you're on a good one then it's just all like um i don't know it's just amazing you know following it chasing it staying in front of it figuring out what's the right side to be on at this point road network just and taking the pictures and the best angles it's um it's just all like i don't know the thrill of the chase so do you does time slow down is it is there anything like that or is it just are you so used to that process now that it is what it is or do you still in that moment have have a moment of peace even though amidst this this crazy mother nature yeah i mean every storm is so different it's so weird because everyone talks about how um you know there's a lot of dynamics for like a supercell the supercells are the storms that rotate you know they're they're kind of like living organisms and they're the ones that drop tornadoes and these things can move for like 100 miles and they have the same general dynamics happening to make this storm spin you have to have wind coming from one direction at the surface and the other direction up higher to make the thing spin and even though that those dynamics are this kind of the same every storm looks different the colors are different it could be over a green field of grass and so the storm gets somehow at sunset gets on gets this greenish bluish tone to it or it's a harvested cornfield that's just dirt and then the storm takes on like an orange apocalyptic look like it's everything is different so when you're standing out there 
on a storm, no matter how many times I'm out there, I'm constantly taking a, taking a back and going, wow, like, look at this thing and freaking out like a little kid every time. <laughs> um, and I, you know, the last couple of years chasing supercells have been a little bit tough to, I go for these great structures that look like people call them like motherships, like flying saucer type of storms. And they haven't been as easy to come by. And I remember one towards the end of a tour group where I brought some people last year, we finally got in this good storm where every place we stopped was just beautiful. You know, the storm was great. Then the sun was going down and it was burning orange underneath it. And, and it was just, we were just running around and all like, I don't even know how to capture all this. Like, I don't, you know, even though I'm shooting with like three cameras, four cameras, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know that I'm doing enough right now <laughs> to capture this storm. So it's, so there's definitely almost every time there's, there storms are all different. So you just mark, and especially for us, we're, you know, storm chaser, we're, we're addicted to this stuff. So for us, it never gets old. We're never standing there going, well, I've seen that before. You know, it's just, it's not, it's always great. Do you have any stories of close calls that, that could really show people what, where it is you put yourself to, to see these things and share these, these moments with people? Well, I, I do, I'm, I'm slightly different. There's a lot of chasers that are crazy. They like to get crazy close to storms. They want to get that up close tornado footage, you know, a hundred feet away from them, 200 feet away from them. They want to be right there. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more about photography, capturing the beauty of it. And so I like to be, you know, kind of out of the rain if possible. So my lens isn't getting uh, water drops on it and hail, you know, big hail's not falling and destroying my camera gear and stuff. So, so I have to be a little bit further away. Um, but it just really depends on when the rain's falling and where it is. So I can be close if, if it's a great storm without a lot of rain everywhere. Um, but, but there's definitely the situations where you're trying to get to a storm or you're like, we need to get to the other side of this storm. And that's where the beauty is going to be. Like the structure is always on like the east side of a storm. And if you're north of it, you need to get south and then east or whatever so you can see that. And so, you know, one of my, it wasn't, it wasn't, I never had like a close call where like, oh my gosh, a tornado just went 10 feet by the car and we almost died. You know, I don't mm -hmm. put myself in danger. I have three kids and a wife <laughs> and I have to get back to them. I, that was I'm, my next I question. Yeah, It's not, it's not worth it to me to get that close of footage and then have a risk of dying. And mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm, I've got a healthy fear of these storms when I'm out there and the rotation and the possible tornado dropping really close, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to play it safe and try to keep off and watch what happens. But but we did have a storm where we did have to kind of cut um, across the east side of it really close where we could, you know, the the storms pull the, the, the um, air into it where a tornado could drop. And we're driving south and the rain is getting pulled across the road into the storm. We know, okay, the rotation's right out there because the rain is getting pulled. The wind is getting pulled across. So it was kind of freaky to know, like, it's going right there. And as we got... A little bit past that rotation suddenly it started coming from the other direction we're like okay now we're kind of safe we know we made it <laughs> and but then all of a sudden this the the storm on the south side this massive hail core just crossed the road kind of out of nowhere and boom it went to zero visibility 70 mile per hour like golf ball hail and we the car stopped another car stopped in front of us we stopped and we sat in hail for about 10 or 15 minutes just getting blasted in my 
buddy had his jacket like pressed up against the window just in case the window shattered and we're all just sitting there and I lost like a cover to my um, side view mirror on the forerunner just was gone from the hail banging it off or something. And, um, and that wasn't like a close call, but in the midst of it, we couldn't see anything at all. So we're, you know, it's, there's a little bit of like nerve, a nerve wracking there. Like, I know we're safe. I, I can look at the radar. I know there's no chance of something happening to us right here. But um, but it's kind of this nervousness. And it was also frustration because we missed our chance to get south and then get east of that storm. We got stuck in the hail, and so we missed the structure, uh, which was frustrating. But but those kind of those kind of things happen all the time. That's the way it goes. I was going <laughs> to say, I, as you initially said, that every single one's different. I, I'm sure that could hang on you a little bit that, oh, we missed that one, and it would have been oh. special and different. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's my that's one of our biggest struggles is in, in I actually that day was a first day of um, I take people along. I call them tours. People have been doing it way longer than me, you know, years and years where people drive van a van full of paying tour guests along the sea tornadoes. And so on that day, I had like four or five people with me. So it was the first day. Everyone's excited. There were storms all over. And so I was a little bit more hesitant to everybody get in the car. We got to go. We got to get east. You know, we should go now because people are having fun. They're goofing <laughs> off. And I'm like, I don't want to end their fun and say, get in the truck. And so because of me hesitating and not wanting to push people, we didn't get there in time. And then I see um, another storm chaser who takes great photos and knows what he's doing. Like later that day, I saw his photo of the other side of the storm with the structure and a great lightning bolt coming out. And I'm like, and it just it killed me for days, you know, mm-hmm. that I missed that because I wasn't um, I wasn't on the ball enough. And I knew where I should have been, but I couldn't I didn't get us there. And, and that happens. And sometimes it's not even that, you know, it's that you picked the wrong storm. You picked the storm last year. I had a storm that was on this boundary and it was supposed to drop a tornado. But there was a storm chances to the south and also to the north. So we were on the one storm that didn't drop a tornado. And the storm to the south had beautiful structure and epic lightning. I would have loved to have been on that one. And the one to the north dropped a great, beautiful tornado for a little bit that only one or two people saw. And, um, and it, you're just like, at the end of the day, you're like, I, I picked one that I thought was going to work and it didn't. And you have to start getting okay with that, even though it's really, mm-hmm. really painful times. Yeah. So now knowing the power of mother nature, which you, you touched on there, and then also the photography side and, and the, the fact that every single one's different, what is the biggest thing you've learned about weather and the earth with chasing storms? Has it changed anything or any experience specifically where you've had this life altering um, change in a mindset or something in regards to weather and, and the earth itself? Um, I don't know if I've had like it's not I haven't had anything like smack me in the face like I've had this moment of like wow but I think but I do think um that it does make you kind of feel small and and not insignificant or like not important but when you stand in front of these storms you know when I when I was you know I'm from Arizona so when I grew up on these thunderstorms you know there's lightning and dust storms and it's but out here it's pretty tame you know you're not no tornadoes dropping on my house in Phoenix and wiping us out so I never got to see that stuff and in 2013, the first time I saw a true supercell at sunset, and it was kind of, it was over a, a cornfield that had been harvested, and it was at, in the, the sky was orange, and it looked like the end of the world. And 
um, you stand there and I, and I hadn't wanted to see that for like four years and I finally saw it and I had tears in my eyes. It was, um, the most, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And it was, and you feel, I mean, it's kind of like if you, if you ever gone to the Grand Canyon or not gone to the Grand Canyon, but if you've seen pictures of the Grand Canyon or Horseshoe Bend in Northern Arizona, you see these photos, you're like, it looks beautiful. And then you go there and you're like, this place is so much bigger than I even thought because these photos take everything and put it into the small image and you think, oh, it doesn't, you know, it looks cool. And then you get there and it's so much bigger. And so you see photos of storms all, you know, all condensed into one frame and it looks great. But if you're standing there in person, it's this monstrous, gigantic um, living organism in front of you. And and so just it kind of, I don't know, it just puts you at this this weird place of awe and wonder of how this is just happening in front of you just so much going on like why why at this moment are the colors like this and the structure like this and the lightning doing what it's doing um i haven't had i I think nothing like that has like boom knocked me down but it's really but i think it's tried to help me be a little bit more of a patient person too because chasing them and failing and missing stuff has learned has taught me a lot about you know, you're not going to get everything in life. You're not going to, you're not going to see everything in life. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to be the best and get on every single good storm. Even if you are proud of how good you are at something, guess what? You know, like LeBron is one of the best players in the world, but he misses a dunk every now and then. And you're like, how can LeBron miss a dunk? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have days where I'm really good at this and then I miss the storm of the day and that's just the way it goes. And, and I think it helps to, you know, it, it, it's helped me to kind of start growing in that regard and, and be confident in myself knowing I'm going to miss stuff and it doesn't mean I suck or something, you know, <laughs> that's been kind of a good growth thing for me the last couple of years. And out of curiosity, what would the, so let's say every time you go out, what is the statistics or percentage, I guess, of every time you, you landed in a time you miss it just out of curiosity? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because sometimes even though I miss a good storm, I still get footage of the storm I'm on. And sometimes these little, I mean, I do this because I would do it anyway, but it's also part of my business, you know, so I'm time-lapsing storms and, and I might not be in a good one, but believe it or not, I'm like, oh, I missed this really great, um, tornado or miss this great supercell, but I still got this really good shelf cloud that people have licensed for things over and over again. I'm like, so this was actually a kind of a successful day for me, even though I missed something. Um, so it, but, but I mean, we're getting better and better at things where in radar and models are a lot better to these days where you can kind of tell where the good storms are going to be and, and you just got to be at the right place. And I don't, I don't know if it's, it's not like a 50, I feel like when mostly when I go out, I get on the good storms, Okay. but there's still going to probably be like 25% of the time where I'm like, no, you know, I just messed up or I didn't, you know, and, and everybody does it. I had a great day last year where I picked I almost left a storm, stayed on it, and got my tour guest right in front of this storm. A tornado just, boom, dropped in front of us, then turned to a wedge and just went right across right where we were. I mean, it, I couldn't have done it better. And then I had really good friends that day that I that I talked with every day, and they went south, and their storm fizzled out, and they all missed it. And and I've been on the other end of that where I've done the wrong thing, and and uh, it's just a it's just hit or miss. I don't I don't even wouldn't even want to keep track of those statistics. Probably. <laughs> right, right. That's a fair answer. That's very fair. 
what is your goal? I mean, I'm sure there's not the monetary side of it, but what is your goal with all of this? Is there is there an end goal? Are you in the midst of it now or? I'm really bad with goals, um, which is kind of interesting because this is because a lot of this has just happened for me without it's more it's all of this has happened out of passion for weather and storms. Nothing that I really plan to do, which kind of terrifies me sometimes because I'm like, well, how long am I going to do this for? What's the what's the end game? What's you know, where am I hoping to be? And I'm like, I don't really know. You know, I'm doing this full time right now, you know, and I do wedding photography and portrait photography on half the year. And then for like from April to October, I do storm chasing and workshops and tours and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing this for a while and, and see what happens. But, but my goal, at least with the storm chasing stuff every year, um, I put these time-lapse films together of all the footage I've captured and I try to put them to really good music and I try to tell a story with them and try to do them hopefully in a way better than other people. At least for me, I try really hard to make storm clips match like what's going on in the song. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from, you know, YouTube and Vimeo comments from people saying, I've never, you know, I've never seen someone or or the way you match like um, a shelf cloud to a bit of music that fits as well as like what other people might do with like a time-lapse film or something. So my goal is to put out these films that really move you. And it's really hard with just time-lapse clips of storms to tell a story, but um, that's kind of one of my goals. And um, so my goal, you know, the last couple of years is like, I got to get the best footage possible these two years to make the best film I've done so far because I've done a bunch and I'm like, I think at some point they're getting repetitive. People would probably tell me that they're not repetitive, Mike, we love them. But for me, as you know, any, anyone who is an artist or whatever ends up hating their own work after a while, it seems like. <laughs> and so I want, um, I want to do the best I can with the next one I do. So, so my goal right now this year is I got to get just the best footage I can possibly get to go with whatever I shot last year and put out, something amazing, you know, and it's a lot, it's a lot of work and it's frustrating because you have so many bad days. You're like, well, I didn't get anything good today that I'm right. really using. When you say, and when you say it tells a story like the, the, I know the music will help in, in storytelling, but yeah. what is that? What would the story be? I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's tough and, and I haven't found the perfect probably story to tell, but you know, for me, I would try to start off kind of with almost like an impact. Like you'll watch these, um, like a like a TV show like Lost or something, they'll have a plot device where it'll start off with something crazy. You know, like Jack was like, Kate, we have to go back, we have to go back. And then all of a sudden it'll be like a year earlier. And then all of a sudden you go to like a quieter part of the episode where you now bounce back from this crazy intro. And then the episode's going to end back at where the beginning was. And so, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll start a film off with like a tornado right at the beginning, you know, like can get it and be really dramatic and then boom, cut to like clouds building where like you almost, you jump back to see how the storms are kind of started. Here's clouds building. Here's the, you know, it's getting darker and stuff like that and try to mix it up in the middle of it. And like I said, it's really hard to tell a true story, but I try to, but I try to kind of mix it in a way that gives you some pacing or something that kind of makes logical sense because a lot of time-lapse films you watch will just kind of be clip after clip after clip, and you don't really know if there's any real relation to them or kind of, I don't know, dynamic that, that the sequence that they're shown in matters. So, 
That's cool. I like that. I, that. I've looked through all your Instagram, but I didn't see those videos on Instagram. So I'm going to have to check those out on YouTube. Oh, yeah, they're on um, YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. I, I, they, um, um, yeah, if you haven't seen that, that's kind of my, I mean, the photos are, I love, I mean, I still take photos, but time lapse is actually still photos put in the video. So everything I shoot, I can, anytime I do a time lapse, I can always take one of those still frames and make it, you know, an cool. image. But, but my, but my time lapse films have been in film festivals and my, my time lapse footage is, gets licensed for all kinds of things and all over the world. And there's a new Nat Geo series coming out called Hostile Planet with a bunch of my um, storm footage in it. Sweet. Um, so, so yeah, those are my big, those are kind of like the things that people, you know, I think uh, discovered me first uh, about with the, the time lapse film. So, yeah. Cool. Wow, yeah. that is awesome. I love, I love them, man. They're they're so fun to put together. I mean, it's just seeing clouds unfold. I mean, the photos are great, but like watching the shelf cloud come over you, and there's one clip in particular where it just there's an edge of a cloud that's rolling across this field, and then it comes over, and the clouds start rolling like a wave, and it looks like you're underwater at an ocean, and you see a wave crashing like over your head, and and then so when a so a time lapse clip speeds that up, you're standing there in person, and you're kind of like this is amazing, and then you see it sped up, and you can see that the atmosphere is like an ocean, like the above you, that's it's moisture and water droplets and everything. It looks like it looks like an ocean above you, and so time lapse is such a, an amazing way to capture this stuff. Is there anything that and I know you talked about the bigger picture and the when you see something for real, like these storms, it's it's so much bigger and so much more powerful. And what would be something that people could never understand unless they were right there? I don't know if there is. Um, I mean, I think it's probably not, not that if you were there, you would understand. I think it's probably what your mindset would be if you were there with me because there's other because like you said at the beginning you're like we most of us would want to run away but you're here chasing them and so i could have someone next to me who would want to run away and i could watch the storm with that person and see lightning striking and see this beauty and they would not see what i'm seeing they would probably be afraid and want to leave and not get why i want to stay and um and so it'd be a really hard to explain to that person what the beauty of this storm means to me or what it's doing or why it's, you know, I could try to sit there and go, this is why this storm is amazing. And, and a lot of people don't understand it because it's a, it's in a weird addiction. You were talking about being, you were thankful on this morning, thankful we got to see my grandma yesterday for what, and you related that idea to a photo of trees off, like a group of trees off in the distance with a beautiful purple starts purple and rolls into a pinkish uh, sky yeah. and a beautiful sunset. What, I guess, where did the, those things cross paths and have you ever had people reach out relating a life experience to the photos that you've posted? Yeah. I mean, I probably lost track of stories like that where people, um, have said like your photo reminded me of my mom or, or I, or you shot this lightning photo and it's right on right around where my, you know, my brother used to live or something. Um, and those kind of images, I don't know, mean something to people. And I don't always, you know, know how, what that connection is, but I mean, I personally, personally, the other, you know, years ago had a photo where I was out shooting near Tucson and, and there's this girl named, um, Catherine or Kathleen, I think, and, uh, it's been a long time. And she, um, we would live stream our chases. You know, we'd, I have a camera in the car and people could watch online while I'm out chasing. And so people would chat, you know, and so we get to know people that way. And, um, 
this girl was so sweet. She's like, if you guys need a place to shoot, you can drive up the road up by my, my mountain and you can get a good view. So she was really, really nice. And so I'm out shooting that night in a beautiful sunset and this lightning's going off. And then like an hour later, I found out that lady died like on Facebook, like she passed away and she was such a fan of all of us storm chasers. And she had literally died <clears throat> supposedly like within the last like hour or two while I had been out chasing. And I'm like, here I'm at sunset shooting this lightning bolt and, she, and had just found out she'd already passed away. And, and so I posted that image saying, I think she might've been the reason I caught this beautiful storm tonight. Because a lot of that stuff, you know, kind of has like there's these interesting meanings to that in, in knowing how much she loved us and supported all these people that were out chasing and that that, you know, happened to pass away right around the time I was shooting this beautiful storm. And um, but I mean, there's there's something about if you especially in Arizona, when things are you're not running for your life from tornadoes and stuff, when you're sitting there watching a storm at sunset and the colors are great and the lightning striking, you could just sit there and enjoy it and have all kinds of these, I don't know, these deep thoughts about life. You know, it's, a, it's, and, and you see us, and, and I got to go back and look at that Instagram post you told me about, about my grandma, cause I can barely remember writing that now. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but, but I know that, you know, looking at that stand of trees and the colors and stuff, it's, there's these magical little scenes you see out there that you don't. And, and that's what's fun about storm chasing a lot is you don't know what you're going to see. You're not you don't know what's going to move you out there until you're like you're in this moment. And suddenly you're like, wow, like, look at look at what's happening here. Look at these. Look at this one lone tree. You know, I had a great photo, a black and white photo last year. This one lone tree in the middle of this field kind of bending in the wind with like a big shelf cloud storm behind it. And it's just you look at it and you're like, this is like this. I can you what am I you know, what what's going on in my life right now where this scene can relate to like, you know, I'm standing against like this storm and I feel alone and I need, you know, you know, I don't know, strength to get through this. You know, there's those things that happen, you know, all the time out there. That's so cool that I. I'm kind of crazy on this podcast every once in a while, like I'll just dive into a concept and, and try to relate <laughs> it to my life and, yeah. and relate it to give, put it in a way that everyone else can relate to it. And what I hear there is, is the call to action on, on step into something and yeah. before, before you think there's nothing there there's, or it can't relate to you, step into it, be immersed in it and then see, wow, maybe this might affect you or change you for the long term. Right. Well, and also, you know, I think a lot of people, one thing is I know a lot of people are afraid of storms and how we talked about kids earlier, like some kids are afraid and some aren't. Um, it, I think it'd be cool for people if you are afraid of storms, jump on, you know, some kind of tour group or go out at a storm and try to get over your fear. I've had people, I've had someone come, who, I don't know, they came with me or, be, no, they said, I've had a lot of people tell me actually, because of my storm photos and time-lapse stuff, they've actually overcome their fear because they're like, you showed me the beauty of storms. And I used to just be afraid of them and hated them and didn't understand them. And now I see this whole other side of them and I'm no longer afraid. I don't think it was just me. I'm sure there was other factors going on, but I've seen that um, definitely a few times from people that, that this showed them that storms don't have to be a scary thing. And of course they are. I mean, they're damning. They just killed a bunch of people in Alabama, tornadoes. I mean, they're horrible and all that stuff um, at times, but they're also, you know, can be beautiful. And um, so I don't know, it's, it, it, it would, I would love people that are afraid of storms to either, you know, watch 
my time lapse videos or photos or go and go with a storm chaser or something on a tour and experience it and, and try to, you know, go, wow, okay, this is what I've been missing. They're, they're frightening, but they're beautiful and they're incredible. And, and I have a, you know, a new perspective on something that I used to be afraid of. That is exactly everything we talk about on this podcast, though, too, is, is that, I mean, we've talked about so many different adversities and it's and once you put yourself in it, get to know it, you then, I mean, you go back to in every movie where the, the being comes in contact with fire for the first time, right. you get to know it and then they start yeah. using it and they enjoy the fire and it's exciting. You're not afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's so, so and powerful. That's everything in life, man. I mean, it's, we're, we're afraid of each other. With- yep things and we don't want to talk we just stay on social media and and um if we actually just went and sat and talked to someone or experienced their life we would realize oh this this person's just like me or this isn't scary this is um we're, we're all the same so it's interesting it's, it sounds like it's kind of leading into this but has has this experience or any experiences with what you do what you see what you put yourself in front of changed your view on on religion or faith or anything I mean, I've believed in God and Jesus my whole life. And, and so for me, I think my faith, I mean, yeah, I struggle with stuff sometimes and I you know, go through bouts where I'm just really selfish and into myself and not really thinking about other things. But I know for sure that I think when I stand in front of these storms and see what's going on, I mean, other people probably would disagree with me because I know I could stand, I could stand next to a very scientific meteorologist who may not believe in God. And he would look at a storm and go, well, this is because there's these winds and this amount of moisture and Cape and, and all this stuff. And I would stand there and go, look at this. And, And to me, I'd be like, this did not just happen. You know, this has been created. This is, there's some, there's some other power here to make, this thing happened in front of me like i that's just how i that's how i feel when i look at it and and yeah there's a lot of times that i'm i'm still running gun with cameras and i'm focused on being safe that i'm not always taking that in but the times where i can have those moments where i'm it's just me and i'm out there and i'm watching the storm that i can really feel that it does strengthen my faith because i'm like there's in my brain I'm like there's no way that this just kind of just happened I, it, to me you know and and I'm like, I yeah, I know that God did this and, and God gave me this storm today to just enjoy or whatever. So at least for me, it almost strengthens my faith going, yeah, I know that this is this is him, you know. Cool. I like that. In in regards to where we are in society with the conversation of mental health, which we see everywhere, especially yeah. in North America, have you ever thought of or has there been any people reach out in regards to the therapy of of your what you do or your i, I want to say product but your art and, and your p- images and because that's what i found I, I i tie that back into what you had said about decreasing the fear people have and, and realizing the beauty when i scroll through your instagram and i can't wait to see the video but videos you've made but when i scroll through your instagram that is 100 percent exactly what happened for me is mm. that that fear almost instantly vanished and i know it's easier said <laughs> than done when i'm when there's not a you know a cloud yeah. like that outside of my window <laughs> um but it, but yeah on, on a, a therapeutic side i find has that ever been a thought um you know i don't know if anything like r- that i can really think of i think i've had um i know i've had people request footage and i don't know if they end up licensing or not but they were it was at some kind of rehabilitation like um like well-being kind of clinic where they have machines either that you're running on or walking on or something that would play serene 
or landscapes or something in front of you to calm yourself. And so I know they wanted footage of storms or whatever for something like that. So that I can see, um, I haven't had, you know, any real examples of it, but that, that could be one where they were going to use it for, you know, rehab or something to calm someone or to overcome a fear. I don't know if it was a, like a mental health overcome a fear thing, but more to, to provide like an atmosphere of, of either, calm tranquility or i don't know because it's a storm so you think it wouldn't really be that but um but for some people it is for me watching something like that is like a calming zen moment in you know watching a blue sky would probably stress me out because it's so boring <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i like that i see guys i i found that or i saw that that too in, in those images it's almost like i i ended up on your and I'm trying to do my best at being off my, my phone and not scrolling through Instagram all day. But I go through yeah. your account and it just, the freeze frame of it, of yeah. that image is just a, it's almost as if you're, you're, we're finally able to pause in this craziness. And yeah. that's the message I get from, I mean, there's so many coming out of your, your images, but that's the yeah. one I found so intriguing was I would just look at it and think in all the craziness of life, just there is a moment of pause. Yes. And, yeah. and you got to. You know, you got to do whatever tool works for you to be able to do that. But it is there if you if you work at it. In, is there anything that you haven't seen yet that you want to get an image of or, or video of? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything specific. I know that I have specific like I've seen past storms photos that I've missed. And so I'm always going, I want to see that someday. And so I'm kind of, you know, the, there's been there, every, every storm chaser has days they regret and they can usually remember the, the specific dates. Like I, I know, um, I actually can't remember the specific date, but I can remember the Simla storm that I missed in Colorado. And it was one of the most gorgeous structured storms and a tornado underneath. And, and I'm like, I know I won't see that exact storm again, but in my brain, I'm like, I want to see that. Like, when am I going to see that kind of structure on a storm? I need to. And so I'm, <clears throat> I know I probably um, kind of have those dreams that I really couldn't describe to somebody what I want to see. But I know that there's places I'd like to go, you know, in Ven America, <clears throat> America and Venezuela don't have a very good relationship right now. <laughs> but down at this uh, Lake Catatumbo area, they have lightning storms. I don't know, 250 nights out of the year over this lake. And I've wanted to go for years and haven't been able to. And uh, that's kind of a dream to get down there and see that. Because every night around 11 or 12, storms build up and there's lightning like all night. And you just sit there on like a chair and shoot it for hours and hours. And uh, like that would be just amazing. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I just, um, I think for me, I think um, this is just... This is such a passion for me to do, you know, it's, you know, we, I think you briefly mentioned the monetary stuff, you know, you don't, I, I don't, I, I make money at it now, so I do it for a business, but, um, but I love, you know, this is my life and I love doing it. And, um, and I really do love that my family's kind of been a big part of it. My wife is um, my biggest supporter and it's been really hard over, uh, over the years kind of finding the, um, how we work well together when I got to go chase. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't a very good husband at the beginning when I'm like, I got to go. And I didn't understand why she was so frustrated with, um, me not, um, or her being, Oh, it's so, it's so hard right now with you gone and me thinking that she's attacking me instead of me understanding she just wanted someone to listen, you know? So we had all this stuff where I'm like, I, yeah, I wasn't being a very good, 
listener, a very good husband. And so we went through this rocky patch and then we kind of came through and figured stuff out. And she's always been my number one supporter. She helped me sell, sell like all our DVDs and box sets back in the day to buy my first camera. Cause she's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's see what you want to, you know, see where this leads you. And, um, and so just the fact that my family's a really big part of it and I take my kids chasing and stuff, that's, that's kind of like who I am. And, and, um, I love that they're a part of it. So, but anyway, I'd like to, I'm glad I got to share it a little bit today. It's fun to talk about. Oh, that's awesome. I like to hear that side of it, that entrepreneurial take a chance, uh, to, with a passion kind of side yeah. to things. Yeah. You never know. I mean, that's the thing is a lot of people are like, I want to get in the storm chasing and I want to do this. And I, and I see people come and go and, um, it's really doing something like this really takes kind of like this, this addictive, kind of passion for something like this because you got to work so hard storms are storms go up and you're like oh, i'm about to get a photo and then they die and you get nothing and and so it's constant failure and um so it takes a lot of persistence it's a pretty tough hobby or business or whatever you want to call it <laughs> right right well i i applaud you and appreciate it and not only the art side but the philosophical side and and can't i i'm now that i'm following you i'm so excited i can't wait to share things with people and and Awesome. Keep spreading your work around. So thank you so much for this. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It was great. That brings us to the end of another Heroic Minds podcast. I encourage you to check out Mike's website, his Instagram. He's got some absolutely incredible work on there. And maybe even reach out to him. Share what an image has, has done for you or how it's made you feel. The other thing is I'm actually ordering an image from him for my family. So maybe there's an image on there you'd like to purchase from him. Anyways, he has incredible work. And this was an incredible episode. I'm Ben Finelli. This is the Heroic Minds Podcast. We'll talk again soon.